Hey guys, what's up? I'm Shama. And I'm Tiffany, and you're listening to Chai Tea Party. This is a podcast about the underdogs, the brave, the creative, and the slightly off in the Desi community. Living through the night, slipping through the day, and you're the only one who knows. You'd live a little more by running into doors, and you're the only one who knows. You're walking backwards, and you'll find another way. Hey guys, we are so excited to bring on this new feature with our friends over at Brown Girl Magazine. Each week we'll have a different staff member talk to us about something that they're passionate about and give us a tip or two. To lose your spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was writing a note to you during it. So like... <laughs> oh. oh, when I was reading that back today, by the way, I was still reading it in your podcast voice. Like, like in the same way that you'd be talking. So I was like, oh, no, this is just for me, okay. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no, that's not part of the script because I was just talking to you. Um, okay. Um, in our last episode, we had Jocelyna, and we talked about our New Year's resolutions. Today we have Akansha, who also founded Citrus and Gold. She writes for Brown Girl Magazine, and she's here to talk about how to treat your mind and your body without spending hundreds of dollars at a spot. She lives, works, and practices these tips in San Francisco. Welcome, Akansha. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being Thank here. You. This is so fun. I agree. Okay, so you have some tips on how to take care of yourself on a budget. Um, and I know that you actually have a whole blog post on this, which we'll put a link to in our uh, the description of this podcast as well. But why don't you give us your favorite tips? Or Tiffany, um, I know that you had some highlighted that you want to go over as well. Absolutely. So when I think about it, when I say uh, I have tips to treat your mind and body, because a lot of times when we think about treating ourselves, we think about, you know, an expensive dinner or a nice massage, and those may help us short term, but it's really not giving us gratitude and like relaxation long term. So I thought of a few things that really help you decompress and be happier for a longer amount of time. So there are a couple that we uh, discussed. So was about when you're getting ready in the morning, just take an extra 15 minutes when you're getting ready, play some music, look yourself in the mirror, and love what you see. So when I was thinking about that tip, I was thinking back in high school when you'd maybe go to high school dances. You'd get with a bunch of friends, you'd listen to some music, and you know, take some time getting ready. And I personally really missed that time. Just you know, just having a good time. And I feel like now when we're in work or going to school, we don't really enjoy those 15 minutes in the morning if we can. So instead of complaining about doing your hair, just embrace it. Look, look at yourself, be happy. I would say just take time to at least smile at yourself once in the mirror. I love that. That is so cute. Even in college, like the best part of going out was getting ready with all your friends, like mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Like half the fun was just doing that and then not going out anyway. Right. <laughs> totally. That's exactly what I want to do. I don't really want to go out. I just want to have that time <laughs> yeah. to enjoy. It's Definitely. like a mini pamper session, like with yourself. Like even if no one else is around, you're just like, all right, I'm just going to get dolled up for no reason at all, you know, or like even if it's a standard routine every single day, like you can still have fun with it. So I love that tip because... I try to practice that, too, whenever I do have those extra few minutes anyway. So I like that a lot. Yeah, just make the time if you can. You wake up 10 minutes earlier uh, before you go to work and spend that time on yourself. 
So I can go into another tip, which was uh, before taking a shower, try massaging warm coconut oil or olive oil into your scalp. And now as South Asians, I think we've heard of that a lot from our moms. And it's something I actually believe really helps us uh, relax and decompress. The best part is if you can get someone to do it for you. So if you have your mom around or maybe your husband or boyfriend who'd be willing to do that. Um, that could be extra relaxing. <laughs> so I actually wanted to talk about this one because just the yeah. other day, um, my mom was saying, your hair is so dry and my parents love coconut oil, coconut, everything, you know, they put it in their food, but they also use it for like massage and everything. Um, so she said, we have it. Like, why not use it? I'm like, mom, I'm not seven anymore. And she was like, okay, just come, just bring it. And then I'll like massage your head. Like I used to when you were a kid. It's like, okay. Oh and then I forgot that we did that. We literally just did that on Sunday and it was so great. And I remember she would do it when I had really, really long hair and then she would do it and then put it in a braid, just like every Indian girl when you're in second grade, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we even yeah. made that joke that when we were kids, like, like my sister and I, you know, we would get bullied, I guess, like, oh, you always smell like coconut or whatever. And now I'm like, it's such a trend, but there's a reason that people use it for their hair and for their body because it's such a great product and it's, it's only expensive if you're buying it organic from Whole Foods, but you can literally get it at any store you want. Um, or even just use the actual coconut or what, you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) so it is like a really good tip too. It's just really funny that just a few days ago I got to relive my childhood by having my mom massage my scalp and it felt amazing. And now I'm going to try to do it once a week. Yeah, especially for us, it has a nostalgic feeling to it. Mm. And I agree, it is ironic now how it's so trendy when Mm. we used to do this when we were kids. And I used to complain about it Mm. when I was a kid. (laughs) Okay, and then I know we had another one you wanted to discuss, uh, which was, do you want to remind me which one that was? Yeah, it was kind of a mix of the last two. Okay, so the last (laughs) two were around just like opening a journal or canvas and either writing or doodling. Um, for five, 10 minutes. Now I am not an artist. So the, the painting part's not something that comes naturally to me, but I think it's still so therapeutic. If you just draw doodle or like just take a watercolor and just brush, um, on a piece of paper, it's just the repetitive motion can be just really relaxing. Even if you're not an artist like me, <laughs> The last one was about actually writing, and as a blogger, I do a bunch of writing, but sometimes I let, I hold myself back on writing when I feel like I have to have something cohesive, and that's something that makes sense. So when you can just time yourself, maybe for five, ten minutes, take your phone up, put a timer on, and just write anything and whatever comes to your mind. Sometimes I don't even look at these notes again, but writing it down, releasing it on paper makes you feel so much better. Yeah, very true. Um, and speaking of trends, like that's why the adult meditation coloring books are doing so well because people forget to just sit down and just do mindless things and still make art out of it, you know? So I have one and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I've gotten them as gifts or gotten them for gifts, but I haven't used them myself yet, even though I used to love them when I was a kid. But what I really liked was recently I went to a coffee shop and while you're waiting, they had pieces of coloring books and like uh, colored pencils on the side. And you just saw people, like male adults, coloring this like beautiful flower. But it was so fun and okay. relaxing. I loved it. It was such a great idea. Oh, that's so cute. It's so San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. 
That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, those are the, the few. So, I mean, again, all of these are on my blog. I have 10 different tips I share there. The blog name, which I didn't mention earlier, is citrusandgold.com. Yeah, and where can people, um, where else can people follow your work? Do yeah, you so I'm pretty active on Instagram. I do have a Twitter account. Both of them are Citrus and Gold. Um, I love meeting new people and finding people with similar kind of interests. And uh, so hit me up. I'd love to chat. Yes. Um, can awesome. I ask one question for you? How did you get the name? The name, oh gosh, that was an interesting story. So I, but to say, I think it just reminded me something of refreshing. And so the citrus part is like for refresh, you wake up, you know, it's healthy. My blog focuses a lot on health. The gold part was, well, okay, I live in California and I'm Indian, you know, it's like the Golden Mm. State, the Golden Gate Bridge. But the gold color also kind of reminded me more of our tradition, like my tradition, I guess, in a sense. Um, So those just two paired together just sounded right. I had a whole list of like different names on my iphone and once i found this one i'm like you know what this just it sounds right it's really I love cute it. i like it yeah it is very cute <laughs> thank you okay awesome well thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us this was so yeah. fun of course it was such a great time getting to spend some time with you too yeah, yeah we'll nice talk to, to you very <laughs> soon yeah nice to finally meet you <laughs> i know all right talk to you guys later bye, bye. bye. have fun <laughs> You're one of the good ones You're one of the good ones Many of you may have noticed the beauty industry in the United States seems to mainly exist for people who don't look like us. Don't get me wrong, this has improved over the years, and lately industry has been making some great changes. For example, CoverGirl's first male feature, James Charles, or Maybelline's first male spokesperson, Manny Gutierrez. Over the years, we've also seen faces of Frida Pinto, Beyonce, and Sofia Vergara. However, finding the color palettes of makeup that complement the darker skin tones is still very difficult. For example, I remember what, being a kid, being fascinated by all the hairstyles and makeup tutorials and all that in... Teen Vogue and J14 and all those magazines (laughs) not being able to relate to anyone that was on those pages because no one looked like me. They didn't have the same hair. I have very curly, thick hair, like many Indian girls um, growing up with me. And we could never find anyone who knew how to cater to us. So that was also very difficult being a kid. Exactly. And it's hard to know how to sell yourself with an industry that doesn't know how to do that for us either. More South Asian beauty and style bloggers are on the rise for this very reason. You know today's guests from many different things. YouTube, BuzzFeed, Instagram, The Today Show. You may feel like us, like you owe her your life for the viral video that showed us how to use red lipstick as a color corrector for dark circles. Please welcome Deepika Mutiela! Hi! That was like the nicest intro ever. <laughs> Great. I'll take it. <laughs> so thank you so Thanks much for, for doing this. Me. We're so excited to talk to you. I'm excited to be here. Yay. I know. (laughs) So we have done a lot of research on you and been following you for a long time now. So we know like a little bit of stuff here and there. So we know from Texas. um, But give us a little bit of like a SparkNotes version about your life growing up. Yeah, totally. So I feel like it's 
similar to probably both of you guys. Um, I grew up in a very traditional South Asian household where the majority of everyone in my family was in the medical profession. Um, and I was kind of always trained since the beginning to become a doctor, but I also made it very clear from the beginning that I was not going to be a doctor. Um, and I kind of was just like always that girl who like wanted to stay in on Friday nights and do people's makeup. Like that to me was like a fun Friday night. And I was like the go-to person for like all my cousins and like um, all my friends, like whenever there was like an event to do their makeup. But I never like actually was like a makeup artist because like the years that I wanted to go work at Mac, my dad was like, no, go study for like the SATs. Like he wouldn't, <laughs> let me. he wouldn't let me. And it, it was like so sad for me because that's all I wanted to do. Oh my gosh. I still feel like, like my, I would just love to do like an, like a, a three month job at Mac just to like, it would be so fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then when I went to college, I mean, I think like at the age of 16, I was like, I want to have a beauty product line and I want it to be created and meant for South Asian women. Um, because I always was that girl who had to mix foundation shades or like, I always had to like, you know, there wasn't products in the market that I felt like already existed that were meant for our skin tone. Um, and so when I went into college, I kind of was trying to think of a way to create a career that would like appease my parents, but also make me happy. And so I joined the business school at the University of Texas, Hook and And <laughs> I like went to a marketing major so then I could go work at L'Oreal, which to me was like the dream job for um, somebody who wanted to work in the beauty industry because it's like the biggest beauty brand in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that was my first internship in college. And then after that, I did like a brief stint in um, Columbus, Ohio, which was uh, not where I ever saw myself. <laughs> I always wanted to be in New York. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, lasted there nine months. Um, and then I went to work for Birchbox, which was like really the opportunity that I got to sort of like meld all the worlds together. Like I was able to do beauty and be an entrepreneur, be around a ton of really boss women and um, kind of put my hands in like every part of the business. So I got to like my role itself was being like a marketing person, but then I was able to um, do content for them. They like found a blog that I created when I was in Columbus, Ohio, because I was like so bored and I like wanted something that like allowed me to like do my passion. And it was, I started a Tumblr blog called mm -hmm. skindyblog.tumblr.com, which was very, very good and clever. Um, but they like randomly found it. And like one of the editors came up to me and was like, Hey, oh my God, like, is this you? And I was like, yeah, she's like, Oh my God, would you be interested in like writing for us? Like on a one-off basis. And I was like, yes. Like, to me, that it was, like, extra work because it wasn't, like, a part of my job, but it was also, like, to, like fun for me. Like, that would be, like, my dream. Like, I think in another world, like, if I didn't have Indian parents, I would have wanted to be a beauty editor, but I didn't feel like that was, like, allowed. Um, so I was able to do, you know, like, the marketing job that made my parents happy and, um, you know, join Birchbox. My parents allowed that because the two founders went to Harvard Business School. So they were like, oh, if you, they went to Harvard Business School, my daughter will go to Harvard Business School. <laughs> Obviously, right? And then so um, I joined. And, yeah, yeah, so I got to, like, do videos and content for them. Um, there wasn't anyone else in the office that looked with, like, my skin tone and had an interest in beauty. So I kind of just hopped on that opportunity. And I um, – started to create, get followers out of kind of being one of the faces for Birchbox. And then like, before I knew it, there was like billboards with my face on it and like 
subway ads and like things like that. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Um, so I mean, I like then realized like there's a real clear opportunity. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I I always knew it, but I never had like the guts. I always felt like I can't be a YouTuber. Like what Indian girl is a YouTuber as a profession? Like I need to go get a graduate degree Mm -hmm. and like make my parents happy. And, um, so then I kind of just like in my mind was thinking, if my ultimate goal is to have a beauty product line, like why not create, like there was like twofold. It was like, why not create an audience? So like when I do create the product line, there's like people excited about it. But my more immediate reason for it was that I always wanted to do it. It was like a secret dream of mine. And like, I just always like, I remember when Michelle Fawn, who's like the biggest YouTuber Mm -hmm. in makeup, who kind of paved the way for everybody. I remember when she like came out into the world, I was interning at L'Oreal and I was like, oh my God, I could totally be the brown girl version of her. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I was like a marketing major and I just felt like I can't be a YouTuber. Like that, that would be so like quote unquote embarrassing. Like, I don't know. Basically, I just got it in my head. Um, two Januarys ago, so this time two years ago, and I was like, I just got to start because, like, what do I have to lose? Like, I really had nothing to lose, and so I just, like, picked up my iPhone and filmed a video and didn't think much of it. I kind of was just, like, going along with my day and still working at Birchbox, and that video that I used red lipstick under my eyes to hide dark circles got picked up by BuzzFeed, and then it was just, like, insanity like I just remember the video going from like 100 views to 1,000 and I was like oh my god a thousand people but then I was like fine those are probably like my friends trying to be supportive and things like that but then it got to 10,000 views and then when I was on BuzzFeed I was sitting at work at um at Birchbox and people were asking me um they were sending me the link and they're like do you realize you're on BuzzFeed you're about to go viral and I was like I didn't really get what that meant. Like I knew what BuzzFeed was and I knew it was like an amazing, I just didn't, I didn't realize how much it could change my life basically. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, before I knew it, I was at 10 million views or like, no, like, sorry, under, it's like 9 million something, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) 10 million sounds better. (laughs) And I got a call from the today show and I remember sitting at my desk at work and being like, like my heart falling to my stomach and being like, Oh my God, like this was my every dream. And I just never thought it could happen. And so I think I was already looking for a sign. Like I was looking for a sign to tell me that I could do this full time. Um, and I kind of took that as my sign. So the day that they emailed me, I went to my CEO and I gave her my notice and said that I was quitting. And I just felt like I had to do it. I felt like I, it was now or never. So here I am two years later talking to you guys. Two years. Awesome. Two years is not that long even. Time flies, right? Mm-hmm. Like to me, I'm like a part of me is like, oh my God, I can't believe it's only been two years. But then the other part of me is like, oh my God, it's already been two years. There's a million more things I want to do. And like. <laughs> You know, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of like all the things I want to achieve. So it's tough. You know, you're like your worst critic. So you mm-hmm. like, I'm proud of everything I've done, but I never take the time to think about it because I never want to be complacent. How, um, how have your parents reacted to, because I know you said that they were really hoping you'd go the medical field route. How did yeah, they handle that? I remember, um, so like I remember when I did the first Today Show segment, I had my sister as my model and I like had my dad come with me on, on like, just so he could like see it with his own eyes. Um, Mm. 
But actually, before that, when I quit my job, I didn't tell my parents. I, um, like, I remember I just did it because I didn't want them to feel like if I quit, then, well, A, they would freak the F out, and B, I didn't want them to feel like they I was, like, going to be financially dependent on them. So, like, I just did it, and I was, like, I just knew that if I, um, if I, like, if I told them that they would feel, like, all, all this, like, pressure and anxiety. So, I just did it, and then, of course, through, like, the Indian grapevine, they, like, found out. <laughs> it's, like, so silly. It's, like, it sounds silly, but it's a real thing. The Indian oh, grapevine yeah. is, like, a real thing. So, I, like, went home because I was, like, oh, my God, my life is about to, like, drastically change. I need to process this but I just wanted a weekend at home with my family before it all kind of went cray cray um and so I went home we were like sitting you know at the tv and like watching like the Indian channels and my dad was like come to the study and I was like oh my god they're about to ship me to India and I'm about to have an arranged marriage (laughs) I literally felt like I don't know how he found out but I knew he did because you could just tell in the tone of his voice like he knew and I, I went in there and he's there and I'm like, dad, it's not the time. Like I can't hear right now. I already have, by the way, like my anxiety and everything in my head was like through the roof. Like I had just quit my job. I had no idea when I was getting paid next. Like I had no clue what, what was going to happen. I just knew that I had to take this leap to like go for it. And I was already so stressed out. The last thing I needed was like my dad to be like yelling at me. Um, and so like, I went into that room and I was like, dad, like today's not the time. Don't do it. And he had like a check in his hand and I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, um, don't think of this as me in giving money to my daughter. Think of this as me investing in someone I believe in. Mm. And so then I'm like the most dramatic person in the world. And I like start crying and I'm like, I don't need your check. And I like tear it in half. I'm like, I don't need your money. I just need your support. I just wanted to know that you would be there for me. I was so scared to tell you. And like, I didn't take his money. I just, it meant the world to me that he said that. And, um, I had him come with me on set to the today show. And it was like the best, like, I will never forget that moment in my entire life. Cause like, Kid Rock was there and like my dad was like sitting next to Kid Rock in like the waiting room and it was like my first time going on. I was I did Savannah Guthrie's makeup. I went in at 4 a.m. and I just remember being so like calm. Like I remember not being nervous and I remember thinking like I should be freaking out right now because I'm about to go on national television. But I just remember thinking like this is my moment and like I'm gonna take this moment and I'm gonna make it mine. And um like I this is so cheesy, but like, you know, that eight mile song, um, lose yourself. It's like, you only have one show, mm-hmm. one opportunity. <laughs> boom, boom. Like, I remember like reciting that in my head and it was like, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like I had this three minute segment to like show the world that like I, as a South Asian woman, woman can be on TV and I can do this. And I was meant to do this. And, um, that's exactly what happened. And I, I kind of like, after the segment was over, I was just like on a rush and I was like, Oh my God, that was so great. Let's do it again. And, um, the girl that randomly walked in was like, you should do it again. And I was like, what, like what's going on? (laughs) And she's like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm a senior producer here at the today show. We were watching you from the back. We couldn't believe it was your first time doing national television. We love to have you back regularly. And like, I was like, it's very much like a fake it till you make it thing, right? Like I was like totally nodding my head. I was like, yeah, totally. I would love to. I have a million ideas, like blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I was like, is this really happening? Like, is this real life? Like, 
it's exactly what I wanted to happen after I did it. And it was like happening. So it was just like so surreal. And it's really cool because my dad was in the background videotaping it. So I have like that whole moment on like videotape. (laughs) So I will say, okay, so back to the question of what my parents were saying. God, I'm so Um, They, in the beginning, and you know, even until very recently, they didn't get it. And I think like at the end of the day, I understand why they didn't get it. This is not a normal thing to do. And our parents are not against us. They're for us, but they only have a very specific mindset of what they think is the path to success. And it's like up to our generation to show them that there is a different way to success. And I think that that's the part that's tricky. And so, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Because I think, like, I'm in the process of trying to show that to them. I love that. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> um, what is the biggest... Have you faced any adversity being, like, a woman of color or a South Asian woman trying to break into this industry? It's funny because I feel like I thought I would. Um, and I was that girl growing up that, like, wanted to change everything about herself. Like I dyed my hair blonde. I got blue contacts. I like wanted to fit in exactly. Well, <laughs> but that's different. That's my choice. Like now that's like in, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at her hair and how it's like blonde right now. But, um, no, it's different. Cause I did it because I wanted to fit in. Like I did it because I grew up in Texas and everyone around me had blonde hair. It wasn't because I thought it was like, cool. I did it because I wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just find it so interesting because the thing that I was so busy growing up trying to like mask about myself is like fully what I feel like is the reason I have a career. So in terms of have I felt like a struggle as a woman of color, um, I feel like very fortunate to have gotten into this industry at the time that I, I, I have because right now diversity wins and I, because people as a entire like country, we recognize this. Um, and so within the media world, it's being pressured onto them to kind of change their kind of, um, media world, marketing, uh, advertising, like everyone is feeling the weight of showing diversity mm-hmm. in, um, like campaigns and just like in general. So I feel very fortunate to say that I think that it's only worked in my favor because even when I like joined YouTube, people were like, dude, it's like too late. It's like so saturated. Like you missed the bucket. And I was like, Kind of, but like not really because there aren't like Indian girls doing it. And that's a billion people, (laughs) literally. And like, that's just something that I feel like, you know, when people think of minorities in America, I feel like the focus has been African-American and the Latin community and the South Asian community has sort of been like neglected. And it's like, Mm -hmm. but like, it makes no sense because like statistically, like we have like, I mean, this isn't even a stereotype. Like statistically, we have the highest household income of like the minority market within the U S you know, a lot of us are doctors and things like that. But like, it's like that as an advertiser speaks to something like you should be able to say like, this is an important audience that you shouldn't be neglecting. So I think that it's only worked in my favor and I'm so, so fortunate for that. That's so true. We're just talking about that in every capacity, like you're overlooked. And people focus yeah. a lot. And I get it. I mean, like, I get that. But I get it, yeah. We're not that new to the country anymore. Like, we've been here for a while. And I think it's time that people start, like, considering us in, mm-hmm. in you know, the American standards. I totally agree. So you had mentioned a little bit ago that you think of it as it's only been two years. There's so much more I want to do. So what are some of those things that you can talk about that you want to accomplish with this? 
Yeah, I feel like I really, really feel like I just started my career. Like, I feel like I've just scratched the surface of like what I want to do. And so I, I think like, God, there's so many things I want to do. There's so many like brands I want to interact with. There's so many like media stereotypes I want to change. And like, I think, um, it's going to happen slowly, but I'm really eager to get those things to happen right away. And so I think like, um, God, like I want, I want to be on the cover of magazines, but like, to me, it's like, if I had to pick between like Vogue or Forbes, like I want to be on the cover of Forbes, like that's like my dream. And I, I don't know if that's like the Indian girl in me thinking about like my parents, like wanting to make them happy, but like, um, I want that so bad, but I do also want to be on the cover of other magazines. I think it's important. I think it's important for the girl that's like 13 years old, picking up a magazine to see someone who looks like her that's on that, you know? So, um, I think I, that's like a part of it. Like I want to continue building my career in the beauty space, but beyond that, like I have so many bigger dreams outside of beauty. Like I love it. And it's always going to be something I do. I will never stop like creating that content for sure. But, um, I also like really, really love doing television. I love being a personality. I love being able to do like segments. I loved my experience with E! News. Like it made me show like, I would love to be like that brown girl on the red carpet. Like, I just feel like, don't you feel like it's time? Can you think of one brown girl that has been like a red carpet correspondent? Like Mm -hmm. there's no one out there, right? There's literally no one out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's on my bucket list. It's funny because like when I quit my job and started doing this full time, I, um, I like said to myself that I was gonna, I put like a five-year plan down. And in that five-year plan, I like listed in year three that I was gonna like start building myself from like beauty personality to like beauty, um, like just regular personality correspondent. And that's this year now. So, um, that's what's happening. Oh, I feel like I should tell people what's happening right now. Hi guys. (laughs) I'm like on Facebook. I'm like on Instagram live, but I'm also doing like a podcast and everybody say hi. Hi. <laughs> so I'm like answering. Oh, oops. Should I leave? Oh, wait, no. There we are. Um, so I am answering the podcast questions, but I figured you guys could listen along because why not? Yeah. Right? Joy. Okay. <laughs> what, were we, what were we even talking about? I don't know. And I thought I had a question. Like, oh, yeah. like what I want to do. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I basically just like want to take over the world. Just kidding. No. <laughs> um, but the beauty product line has always been a dream of mine, and that hasn't changed. It's it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Yes, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of along the same lines, YouTube and, well, I feel like the whole South Asian come up with all the women coming into light and like artists and bloggers and things like that have been yeah. within the last like couple years because I don't remember ever seeing people growing up or even in like high school or college. Towards the end of college, I started seeing people, but more than ever now, there's a lot of like South Asian women. But this industry is, it's changing all the time. And I think people are still learning about it. And then on top of that, it's also constantly evolving. How do you, how do you keep up in an environment like that? Like the fact that like, that the invite, like the, the industry is changing so much. Yeah. Like, um, like trends are changing and people are changing and there's always new things like new apps, new No, there is, but you know what? Like that's what keeps it exciting. Like that's what Mm -hmm. makes it fun. Like that's why it's interesting. That's why I feel like, um, there's always content to be made. Like I never feel like lack of ideas. Like it's, if anything, like I feel the opposite. Like it's like, I feel like I have so many things I want to freaking create and Mm -hmm. not enough hours of the day. So like 
to me, the fact that trends are changing and that there's always something new and interesting happening, like that's great. Like that's what makes it, that's what makes your job fun. That's what makes it feel like not just another beauty tutorial, but it feels like, oh wow, we're like, we're teaching people something that's like completely new and exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. But I think you're right. You're so right that, um, that it has happened only in the past few years, but I'm so excited that South Asian people are more in the media. And I keep meeting and like getting connected to like more and more amazing South Asian women who are just like crushing it, like across like yeah. all different fields, like fashion, acting, like, I mean, media, like everything, like even just CEOs of like cool companies. Like mm-hmm. there's so many people doing really big things. And I think it's like, literally we're just like scratching the surface mm-hmm. and there's still so much more to go. And it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Every time I see somebody new, I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> no, my don't sister. you feel that way? I feel the exact same way in my mind. It's like seeing another person of color in, in general, like win mm-hmm. makes me feel like I'm winning. Yeah, like, exactly. That we're all coming up like within like this space. So mm-hmm. it's really exciting. I remember being a kid watching TV and my parents would point out every single Indian person that they saw on TV. I'm like, all right, yeah. mom, dad, we get it. Like we see Indian people all the time, <laughs> yeah, but not in the media. Like, and I didn't realize that until college and after I'm like, I know it's this kind is of really like, cool. You know what it is? It's like we grew up in a world where like, we only knew a world where we're not going to be on TV. We're not going to be in the mm-hmm. media because that's just like what we were trained. So we just assumed that there being an African-American girl or like, yeah. like I remember when the Kardashians came out on TV, mm-hmm. like the, the lipsticks Kim Kardashian was using is what I started to use. Cause I was like, Oh, well, if Turkish delight from NARS works for her, then it's going to work mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. That is like beyond false. Like <laughs> I learned that the hard way. It was so bad. Like I, I, I just thought because she was Armenian and she was like the closest mm-hmm. thing to like someone who looked like us. So I think it's just like so important and great that like that's evolving and changing because it's important mm-hmm. for kids growing up. What's your favorite beauty tip? My favorite beauty tip? That's like, what's my favorite <laughs> beauty tip? I mean, like, where do I begin? You have to like go into a category. You're talking about hair, makeup, <laughs> like. Is what's your uh, go-to thing that you think is like specific to you? Like winged eyeliner, like some girls can okay. really pull you it off. That's your signature. Okay, well, there's two things. So okay. I feel that a bold lipstick, like, really can change an entire look. And I think that a lot of women are nervous to experiment with colors and, like, go really fun with it. Like, the red is, like, the traditional, like, South Asian color to wear, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like I love wearing, like, a blue mm-hmm. or, like, a like a coral or, like, a bright orange. And I think, like, that is something that the more you experiment with that, the more, like, if you carry it with confidence, like, and you walk into a room, like, you own it, it, like, completely is, like, so transparent and just exudes in the room. So a lipstick, I feel like, can change an entire outfit. And I love if there's, like, it's embarrassing. My apartment is a mess because I'm going through a remodel situation. <laughs> but I have to show you guys another day my lipstick. I have a lot, a lot of lipstick. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. But the other thing I will say that I think changes my entire face is my doing my brows. Um, I think, oh, I actually have the product right here. I know you didn't even ask this question, but I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Boy brow to me is like the best way to get like really just nice, like fluffy androgynous brows without it being like the, you know, the Instagram brows that are just Mm -hmm. like penciled in. Yeah. It's not my jam. Um, and I think that a lot of South Asian women already have really great brows. So like, we don't like fill in our brows because we kind of feel like we already have it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like 
I feel like just using something like this that has like the brush where it's like almost looks like a um, mascara brush. Mm -hmm. It just like, I actually used it today on my brows Mm -hmm. and it just like filled it in in like such a good way. And I think because we have good brows generally, a lot of South Asian women don't think they need to do their brows, but Mm -hmm. when you do it and define it, it makes the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, your eyebrows do look fabulous. I love lashes. Same. Mm. Yeah. What advice do you have for any person who's a passionate one to follow or anyone specific to like the Desi community? Because I feel like as South Asians, it's always harder for us. Maybe not necessarily harder, but it feels harder to be like, I'm not going to be a doctor and I'm going to go like do something in arts or be creative or do that. So what would your advice be for somebody? I feel like the biggest piece of advice I have for anyone that wants to go into like a creative field is to a trust yourself and believe in your, like, this is going to sound, honestly, this is going to sound so cheesy, but this is like the advice that I gave myself and why I made the jump and why I did this. I've had so much self-belief in myself. Like when I was going through this whole process, I felt like I had a million people telling me I shouldn't. Like I had people being like, you're not big enough. Like you need to be partnering with someone else to do this or it's too late. YouTube is already saturated. Like there's going to be a lot of noise like coming in your ear. And so as long as you are so fully, completely in confidence with yourself, you, and you know what? Sometimes you have to fake it. Like sometimes you have to like tell yourself, like, I got this, I got this. But if you fully believe that you were meant to do this career path, whether it's being an artist or like just any, anything that you want to do, when you tell yourself that and you like start to, I'm a firm believer of speaking it into reality. So like, I remember when I like left and like the the video went viral, people were like, so what do you want to do next? And I was like, I want to be on E! News. Like I want to be on E! News. And, (laughs) and like people laughed at first because they were like, ha ha, real funny. Good luck. Um, and then it happened, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, it didn't just happen. I mean, I worked really hard to make it happen, but I feel like, um, you have to speak it into the world. So then people start to believe it because then, then it just becomes a thing. Cause then it's pretty, people are like, Oh yeah, I can, I can see her on e-news. <laughs> now, now that's why I'm like, I'm going to have a beauty product line that's going to go global and sell in India. And she's going to like be like the biggest thing in the world. And it's like, Oh, well, she's made other things happen for herself. So maybe that'll happen too. So believing in yourself and speaking things into reality is like a big thing. The other thing I will always tell people is like, I think we get so much into our own heads, which is totally how I felt when I started this whole world. Um, you just have got to get started. Like, I think we are such perfectionists and we want to like make things perfect before we get started, but you're never going to get to perfection if you don't just start. So just start and get there and then you can work towards perfection. I mean, literally take it from me who video that went viral that changed my entire career path was filmed on my iPhone. Like perfection is overrated. It's not necessary. It's more about if you have content and things that you believe in and want to create for yourself you could, you can do it. So like believe in yourself and just get started to get out of your own head and make it till you make it. Heck, that's Heck great I, advice. I'm I, taking that right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we talk a lot um, in our recent episodes about self-care um, and that's been a common theme with us. So we like to ask our guests to, what do you do to unwind or take care of yourself? Because especially with someone like you who is always so busy, how do you take care of yourself. I mean, is the easiest way to ask that. You know, that's like a really good question because I feel like I have for the past two years, like I have it, like, I feel like I've just been so go, go, go. Um, 
And I have not taken the time to just what, like, it's really important to take the time for yourself. Like I never wanted to say no to an opportunity. I still don't want to say no to an opportunity. And I, I want to, like, I just have such big dreams. So like when somebody tells me to do like, Hey, we have this opportunity for you. I just want to do it. And I think about like my sleep next. Like I don't, I'm like, I don't have to sleep. It's overrated. I'm young. I, I, I'm, that's what entrepreneurs do. You don't have to sleep, blah, 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 blah. But two years into doing this, like I realized like I am going to burn out if I don't take time to take care of myself. And I found myself going home for the break and I was so happy to be with my family and when I was there, I realized like, Oh my God, I live in New York city. Like right outside my window right here is like all the noise in the world. Like I am in the middle of Manhattan in midtown Manhattan floating in this city. And like that can inspire you, which it does in a million ways, but it can also, um, overwhelm you. And that's kind of where I am right now. Like I'm at this place where I feel like, um, I need to take time for me, whether that be, you know, yoga classes. Like I'm a very extroverted go, go, go kind of person and personality. Um, so yoga was like too still for me, like, (laughs) you know, but, um, it's important taking that time to breathe, take waking up and not having the first thing you do, grab your phone and look at social media or looking at your email or your text messages. Those are real things that I've done. I mean, my whole life that I like, don't really think about. And then as I'm doing it, I'm like, this is so unhealthy. Like I cannot keep doing that. And, um, so in terms of like how I take care of myself and like self health, I am making that, that's actually one of my 2017 priorities because I want to do this for the long run. And I just won't be able to, if I don't, if I don't do that. So I'm taking more time for me and I am trying to create work-life balance. Um, you know, I, a lot of times I work for my apartment, I film my videos for my apartment and a lot of time in your apartment can get you very drained. And so I am now taking that time to step out of my apartment and, um, go work other places and like maybe and give myself a day off. Like I'm allowed to have a day off, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I don't need two days off, but I'll take one day, you know, or something. Mm -hmm. So I am, um, going to do that. And I'm also like, you know, I just got a trainer because I think like, you you know, in the beginning I was like, I can't afford it. It's so expensive. But you know, I spend money on dumber things. Like Like, those Uber rides, those dinners, those Friday night drinks with your girlfriends. Like if you really can't afford it, like, yes, you can, you just have to cut other things out. And I just feel like that to me is going to help me so much with my like mental. It's like, it's yes, of course, physical, but like also like a mental happiness Mm -hmm. that'll come with that. So I think for whatever, whoever you are finding out what it is that helps you and coming to terms with that and acting on it is, um, it's like a really powerful thing for sure. It's important, especially as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So we have one other question for you. Um, oh, one other one? Oh, yes. Yeah. We have this. We have a this or that, which will fly through, and then we have oh, okay, one more cool. question. So we like to ask all of our guests this because we think it's important to take time, not only to take care, ooh, take care of yourself, <laughs> but to also um, think about the things that you like about yourself. Because I think we can all be kind of hard on each other sometimes, yeah. um, and in ourselves. So, what is one physical attribute as well as one non-physical attribute that you like about yourself? Oh my gosh. And now I wish I read the questions before we did this because I was not prepared for this. I hate, I am my harsh, I am my toughest critic. That is like very, I'm going, I will fully admit to that. I will say, um, you know what I will say? I really like my eyes. 
because I think growing up, I hated them. Like, I, I felt like they were too big. And I felt like my family, we all have really big eyes. And I grew up thinking that I look like a bug. But now that I'm, and my eyebrows, like, I feel like I didn't appreciate those things when I was younger. I wanted to get them thinner. And my mom was like, no, you're going to regret it. My yeah. mom's always right. They're always yeah. right. Like, they know better always. So um, I can say that I, I do appreciate and thank my dad for my big old bug eyes because it makes it very, very awesome for eyeshadow looks, mm-hmm. which I don't really have on right now, but just in general. <laughs> I appreciate my eyes. Um, One non-physical thing that I love about myself is, oh, man. This is like, I feel like, okay. This is why we like to ask this question. I know. This is a good question. Um, I mean, okay, I'm going to do two. There's one that's regards to career and one that's regards to me as like a personal human being. On a career standpoint, I feel like one thing that I – I in my I am proud of myself is that I never am complacent. I um I think that I'm really proud that like I I think that I don't take the time to appreciate what I've achieved, but I think that's healthy because I have so many big dreams and goals. And I'm really proud that like I never want to settle for just mediocre and mediocrity. Like I have huge goals and I'm not going to stop. Um and until I get there and don't get me wrong. Like it was like, it's, it's very much like this and, um, in this career path, but it's a part of it. And I feel very fortunate for it. So I will say that I, I'm really resilient and, um, I learned that the past two years, I'm a resilient person. Feel weird saying good things though, but it's a good question. Um, and then in terms of like personally, um, I am like very, very giving, like in terms of like, for me, if you're on my team and you're like, in terms of my family, my friends, if you're in my life, I will, I will like, I want to help you in any way I can. Like I, I feel very fortunate for like the opportunities I've been given. And I feel like grateful that people in my life have been supporting me along the way. And, um, I, I want to like show that to them. And I, I, you should see how any of my girlfriends get come over for products. But I mean beyond like <laughs> I mean beyond just like products and stuff. Like if they need me, I'm there for them. And I'm I'm always putting like those people first, which is really tough because I'm at a point in my career where I have to be selfish, kind of, because mm-hmm. you just have to in this in this space. So so yeah, that's that. That was a tough question, guys. <laughs> good, good. I'm so glad. That was hard. Okay, what's next? Okay, Okay, so this is the part of the episode we do with all of our guests where we play a little this or that type game that we have so brilliantly named this or that. have five questions um like a lightning round like you said um no thinking just say the first thing that comes to your mind and no you cannot go back on anything or defend anything oh so my God. Yes. Great. no it. pressure though yeah. all right let's do it all right okay okay go faux fur or faux leather um faux leather okay early bird or night owl night owl <laughs> city life or beach life city life Langa or maxi skirt? Langa. Nice. Host of a party or arrive as a guest? Guest. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a 
not domestic at all, FYI. <laughs> That's all my, like, 2019 goals. <laughs> not there yet. Yeah, there you go. Although with the city thing, I feel like I'm shifting in mindset. I've been very, very city, New York City, New York City. But just recently I was talking about how, like, I've, in April is my five-year anniversary in New York City. Wow, congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, which feels crazy to say that I've been here for five years, but now I'm kind of like, maybe I'm ready for a change and going to La La Land. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Fun. We'll see. I'm, I, I never thought I'd say that. Like I'm obsessed with New York city and I'm like, I'm inspired by the city, but, um, you know, there's new inspiration to be found mm-hmm. on the West. Yeah, Isn't the best. Like <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we okay, have you? tell everybody where they can watch this at some point? Yeah. So you can find us at chaitipartyshow.com. You can find us on Instagram. Um, and you can actually listen to the show through our website. We're also on iTunes. So subscribe, rate, review. Find us. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. 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 Thanks thank again. You. That was so fun. Yay. Good yeah, question. Thank you. Especially the thing about... That was smart to tell me to say something good about myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to write that down like every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should. That's always a good thing to think about. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you, you too. You too. Have, Have fun. fun. If you like bold women who are paving their own way, velvet matte lipstick, or eccentric Indian girls, share this with someone you like. Or don't like. Someone who's a makeup junkie. Someone who needs to be inspired to take a leap of faith. Or someone who should know that the best bet you can place is on yourself. With every move you make, don't take it so hard. Just take from your mistakes. You're living through the night, slipping through the day. You're the only one who knows You'd live a little more By running into doors And you're the only one who knows You're walking backwards And you'll find another way Oh, I love that!